WVOW Local News, now. West Virginia State Police investigating the discovery of a woman's body in Hen Lawson Monday morning. I'm Aaron Stone. West Virginia State Troopers say they received a call around 11 o'clock yesterday morning from railroad employees reporting the body in a secluded area near the railroad tracks in Hen Lawson. According to the state police, that body has been identified as 47-year-old Roberta Lynn Watts of Hen Lawson. Moreover, troopers say the body doesn't show any signs of injury. West Virginia Medical Examiner's Office is conducting the autopsy. This is WVOW. Medical emergencies are never expected. They just happen. And when they do, it's critical to know that the skilled emergency medicine specialists and advanced diagnostic technologies at Logan Regional Medical Center are nearby. With imaging, laboratory, and surgery services close, you have access to all the resources you need for high-quality emergency medical care. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. For more information, visit LoganRegionalMedicalCenter.com. More details on that car wreck from last Friday morning in the Pecksmill area. Route 10 on Friday morning was closed between the Pecksmill Bridge and King Shoals. That was according to Logan County 911. It was closed due to a two-vehicle head-on collision last Friday. According to the Logan County Sheriff's Department, Chief Deputy Michael Fouch says 18-year-old Peyton swims was traveling southbound on Route 10 in a Ford Taurus, and she crossed the center line. While traveling in the opposite direction, northbound, was a Dodge Ram truck, that truck driven by 40-year-old Donnie Hurley. Chief LaFouch says Hurley's truck had a dash cam that showed Swims Taurus crossing the center line. Swims was flown to a Charleston area medical center with serious injuries. Man suffered a self-inflicted, life-threatening injury following a police pursuit on Friday. The unfortunate incident started with the Logan Sheriff's deputies and West Virginia State Police responding to a stolen vehicle complaint. This was at the Speedway in Chapmanville just before 4.30 Friday morning. According to a press release from the Logan County Sheriff's Office, 19-year-old Xander Charles Rollins had taken his grandfather's vehicle earlier in the morning. Officers were advised Rollins was headed to the speedway and had threatened to harm himself. The threats reportedly were in connection to missing a court appearance about previous charges. Police say the vehicle, a Toyota RAV4, and Rollins were located at a gas pump. However, when police went to perform a safety pat-down, Rollins produced a revolver, threatened to harm himself again. According to the news release, police took cover attempted to verbally de-escalate the situation. Rollins entered the stolen vehicle, all while still threatening to harm himself, and initiated a police pursuit on Crawley Creek Road. Rollins eventually crashed near Hearts. He was transported to the hospital with a single self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. That incident is still under investigation. West Virginia Public Service Commission has recommendations following the release of their final report on fire hydrants in West Virginia. That report is based on the condition of hydrants across West Virginia, finds that many of the 49,906 hydrants in operation need replacements. Some hydrants were found to have been installed on undersized lines that could not deliver sufficient pressure. Many others are just old. The report recommended the best approach to fix the issue is the allocation of $70 million, replace the hydrants, fix the lines over the next 10 years. It's also recommended that the new national testing standards be introduced into West Virginia, along with better certification reporting that keeps the number of inspected hydrants and completed flow tests up to date. Governor Justice requested the survey back in June after the fire burned down the historic Richard Cavender home 
in the Edgewood area. That was due to failure from nearby hydrants. Revenue collections for December exceed estimates by more than $100 million. As of Tuesday, a week ago, the West Virginia Governor's Office released the collection numbers for the month of December last year. Those numbers rose above estimates by $120 million, putting the year-to-date collections at $406 million ahead of projections. As the state reaches the midway point for the fiscal year, the money could prove invaluable heading into the coming 60-day legislative session that starts Wednesday. And armed with a growing revenue surplus, Governor Jim Justice will take the floor of the Capitol for a joint session of the state legislature as he delivers his State of the State address Wednesday night. Metro News State Correspondent Brad McElhaney says West Virginia is facing a number of increasing costs. There are things on the table, increased insurance costs, uh, the possibility of pay raises, the state's federal match for Medicaid is uh, the, the state's share of that is going to increase. So more cost to the state uh, and a variety of other uh, costs. Governor Justice has said that the possibility of pay raises for state workers, that's projected around 5% increase, is possible. As for how the proposals will be received by the state house and the state senate, that remains to be seen, according to McElhaney. Today marks 10 years since the Freedom Industries chemical spill in the Elk River in Kanawha County. I'm Aaron Stone. More on this story ahead. WVOW News is brought to you by Ellis Supply at Crown. Today, the West Virginia Rivers Coalition will be at the State Culture Center in Charleston from 5 until 9 this evening, and they'll be hosting an event marking the 10th anniversary of the chemical leak that contaminated the waters of the Elk River. Today's event will include interactive art, music, and storytelling meant to open up conversations about the 2014 crisis, as well as discussions about how to implement more and better water protection moving forward. President of the West Virginia Rivers Coalition, Angie Rosser, spoke with Metro News about the crisis, remembering how residents of the affected counties were caught completely off guard. She recalled residents being unable to shower or drink water in their own homes. It was a shock to be without something we take for granted every day, realizing that we take for granted to turn on the tap and water will be there. So it was an awakening that we can't take that for granted. The leak came from a chemical storage facility owned and operated by Freedom Industries, Contamination spread downstream to the intake of the West Virginia American Water Company treatment facility, contaminating the drinking water supply of around 300,000 residents across nine counties. Elk River water crisis occurred right at the beginning of the 2014 regular legislative session. Former governor from Logan County, Earl Ray Tomlin, was in office at that time, spearheaded a rapid response to the crisis. He addressed West Virginia residents trying to shed some light while everyone was in the dark. So, I mean, it was, you know, one of those great unknowns out there. And, you know, the best thing I could do immediately was to say, do not drink the water, you know, under any circumstances. Within that year's 60-day regular session, lawmakers passed the Above Ground Storage Tank Act. According to the West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection's website, that bill required an inventory and registration of above-ground storage tanks, the submittal of spill prevention response plans, and certified inspections of the tanks. Rosser praised the strides being made in the direction of better water protection, but told Metro News that she would like to see more money and resources being put towards community water infrastructure, as well as better management of potential contamination sources. For more information on tonight's event and on the West Virginia Rivers Coalition, visit their website, wvrivers.org. 
Governor Jim Justice declaring a state of preparedness for all 55 counties in West Virginia. The declaration is due to the wind advisory throughout the state, including winter weather advisories and flood watches. According to the governor's declaration, inclement weather has potential to cause power outages and flooding. That wind advisory going on until 7 o'clock tonight. Southeast winds 25 to 35 miles per hour. Gusts upwards of 40 to 50 miles per hour. That's for a majority of West Virginia. Expected high today in the mid-50s. Gets down to around 35 degrees tonight with periods of snow and rain late. No real accumulation, but we could see a coating of snow with the overnight hours come the morning. This is WVOW.